starting, sustaining, and having a successful small business is hard, but you already knew that. But wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that talks to and digs in to the people who've made it? Problem solved. This is Local Vibes, small business success stories. Talking to successful small businesses from around America. You'll hear awesome stories about how they got started and how they survived and thrived online and in their communities. We find out their special vibe. Welcome to Local Vibes. Brought to you by UltimateOnlineMarketing.com. Now, here are your hosts, Pat and Angie Cherubini. All right, let's do this. Hi, everyone. It's Pat and Angie Cherubini with Local Vibes. It's our brand new podcast, and it's going to feature small business success stories across the country is what we want to do. So what we're trying to do is just shine some light on small businesses, local businesses that have a story, and we want to let them tell their story. We've we've worked with... Um, all kinds of businesses over the past 24 years. And, you know, we haven't been in one particular niche. So we've gotten to know so many different people and so many different businesses that have awesome stories to tell. And they never, nobody ever tells them. You never hear about it. And nobody ever, you know, nobody ever says it online. They, they don't talk about it online because everybody's too afraid to talk about it online. So we're going to bring those to you. We are going to start off by getting our stuff, ourselves out of the way. And um, we are marketers, but we're not wanting to do a lot of marketing. We're talking to the businesses and let them shine. And to do that, we need to at least put our story out there, how we started, because we've been doing it a long time. We've been online yeah. for a long time. And we want to help businesses guide them into what they could do better, ask them what they've done that works, share it with everybody so everybody can grow. Yeah, maybe there's something Maybe there's something that a business is doing that's similar to yours or even not similar to yours that, you know, you can get an idea about. So this is going to be very conversational. We are not professional podcasters or broadcasters, but we think that we can be professional without being perfect. We're just going to do what we do. We're going to ask questions, have conversations and see where these things go. And if you like it, let us know. If you don't let us know. And, and we're going to kind of walk a winding path and figure out where this thing is going. This will be on YouTube as well. So if you can do us a favor and like, and subscribe below so you can see and be notified when we drop other, uh, other podcasts. Yep, and videos. Hurry up, so, do that now in case yeah, you don't do it like now. it. Do it now. And we already got that out of the way. <laughs> okay. So, you know, obviously we wanted to start out by telling you about us because we are a small business too. And, and we started out and I think we have a pretty interesting story on, on how we started out. Yep. We're going to break our own rule where we say people, our customers don't care about you. They only care about themselves. But since this is small business success stories, we're going to tell you how we got to here and how long it took. So let's get started. How about us? Boom, let's go. So how we got started, I guess I'll probably lead that off because I was the one who really took the reins and started this. 
Oh, after I graduated from college, I went and Should did. say the year? I'm not going to say the year. It's okay. I've already told you how long we've been in business, so you can kind of okay. have an idea. You, do you want to date me on everything? I dated you back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, I was in marketing and advertising for various companies, and I just, I didn't like it. I, I, I liked creating, and I liked creating things for the business that, that I worked for, but I didn't, I, I didn't like being told what I needed to do and when I needed to do it. Um, I've always been, I think, a little bit more independent, and I think you have too. So um, I decided to take a leap of faith and do it on my own, especially when we, I, I got pregnant for our first child, Chase. I knew that I did not want to stay with the company that I was with just because um, even though they were, I was with Jenny Craig first mm -hmm. and, you know, a women-based company didn't really um, take care of their, their women, um, especially when they got pregnant. So I knew right then that I did not want to stay there and I knew I had the background of designing and advertising. So, I, oh, completely forgot about this i remember you bought me you bought me a program when i first did it my first computer program we literally did not own a computer yet that's how long ago it was not you know a computer was something that was just being a tool that everybody had yeah so oh, we yeah. literally went out and bought a computer one day and then you bought corel draw for me bought, i bought her corel draw which was a book about this thick, I don't know if you can see it. If you're not, if you're listening, it's like six inches thick. Angie does not read. Till um, <laughs> lately. Don't say that because I have changed that in the it last six months. It was very overwhelming. And it was, it was a crazy. huge book. It was about website design. And it was literally just her sitting in the chair and figuring things out. And that's how it started. Yep. Yep. And I got very frustrated. So at that point, I went I went, and I worked with a local internet service provider and kind of learned the ropes of back then it was called HTML. Strictly HTML was, the, was what you designed on. And it was very slow because everything was dial up at that point. Gosh, that's really dating. <laughs> I can still hear that sound. Some of you Kids may not even yeah. know what dial up the was. The dial up sound. But it was... 56K. Oh. It was so slow. Um, so I basically learned how to design bare minimum. Long story short, we kept going. And, and what, I, what I would do is I would find friends or family members that needed a website. So I would, I would create it. And I started, you know, really cheap um, in the very beginning. And then just as we went, I, I increased it. My price worked after about a year and a half. I... You know, I knew I wanted to get Pat home from what he was doing because what he was doing was not fulfilling for him, was not what he wanted to do, and I'll let him tell that in a second. But um, after about a year and a half, I had gotten enough car dealerships. That's what we started with were car dealerships that I could update on a monthly basis, and I knew that that would be a monthly income. But why did you quit your job? Well, I was a boat mechanic. I had dropped out of college because it wasn't going where I wanted it to go. I have always just known I was going to own my own business, even in high school. I bought my first courses in high school. Um, 
Oh, I can see their faces. Um, tiny little ads and uh, Char- Carlton Sheets real estate. I can remember actually being in high school buying those. those oh, I didn't know you programs. bought that. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't think of that guy's name. Tiny, tiny little ads. It was on TV all the time, and I bought it. And that's because you know it was just you know I don't know if entrepreneur entrepreneurs are made or born, but I just had it in me. You know that was I wasn't going to work for somebody else. Military was out of the question because I wasn't going to take um, take right. directions from somebody else. I still don't do that very well. Hmm. So I ended up going to a, a boat school, learned how to do that. I didn't know anything about motors. It was just because I wanted to be on a boat in we the summer. Love, and we love that. Live that lifestyle, which I learned very quick was not, if you own the boat business, you are working when everybody else is out on their boats. And, and then when you're not, everybody's bringing their boats to you that's in the family and friends. find you. So I did have my own business. I had a partner. I learned a lot of things with that. Um, I learned a lot of things that I didn't like about partnerships. But eventually when she came to me and just said, I, I don't want to go back to Jenny Craig after her maternity leave. No, this was, no, I was already done. And remember, I was already doing it and I... We were to the point we had something like six dealerships at that point, and we were taking pictures. We were taking pictures. I was taking pictures and updating the websites, and I took Chase with me mm. as a baby. And you know, in a local area like we are, everybody loved it. I mean, you were that was a hit. You know, a, like they always say, the babies and the pets are a hit. Well, it was in a local dealership. I couldn't do it in Columbus, but I could do it in our area in Newark. And after about a year and a half, I came home to him and I'm like, I just can't do all this by myself. But I mean, we could stay status quo the way we were and keep going and I'd be fine. But I told him, I'm like, I know that we can grow. I know that I can get more dealers. So at about a year and a half into it, I came home and said that. And it, what, took you two seconds to let your partner know, hey, I'm not coming back? Which is the second question (laughs) we have for ourselves. What's the most memorable moment? That's mine. That is. We had talked about it's time for Angie to either just do what she was doing and do no more or try to grow. And she needed my help to either help her or take some of the kids stuff off of her hands. And Yeah, because I had to teach him. I had to teach you from scratch. Right. So we had a little, with my business partner, we had a little disagreement, you know, that I didn't like the way things were running. And I just said, you know, this is going to happen. Let's just get out of it. And I basically paid him to get out of this partnership that was more, it was just a job that wasn't worth much. Yep. And I said, hey, I'm thinking about leaving. And he said, good, go. And I left. Best and thing like we ever two did. days I was out of there and back home and talk about both feet. Full go, we were in it, and that is the last time I ever, I mean, it was my own business, but, you know, that was in 1998. Yeah, because I started it in 97. Neither one of us have had a job since then, so we have been online, work at home before all this stuff, where everybody's working at home now, Mm -hmm. people have thought we were crazy for 24 years now. I would say my, not only that was memorable, but I would say for me... I think when our kids decided that they wanted to be a part of the business, because I'll tell you, for years and years, we thought that they wanted nothing to do with our business. Which was fine. And, and yeah, we're, you know, we've definitely raised our kids to be um, independent thinkers and 
and do what what they want to do, not what society is telling them to do or the school's telling them to do or us. But they came to us and and wanted to wanted to be a part of it. So to me, that was one of our one of the most memorable moments too. So we've had two working for us. The third just now is saying that she yeah, wants to come in too. So, so we're we'll excited. see where that goes. So excited about that. And a future daughter-in-law too. This is true. Is with us, Hannah. So we're happy to have everybody. Next question is, what's a common myth about our job or our field of expertise? There's probably a ton. Probably the most, especially a long time ago before it was normal, was that we were just at home in our underwear oh, doing nothing. I think half our true. family thinks that <laughs> I think still. It's true. So we still do that, but that's uh, what most people thought. You know, it, there's a lot of work. The worst thing about it, well, let me go back. The best thing about it is that we're at home all the time and we never have to, to tr- clock in to anybody. The worst right. thing is we're at home all the time and we never get to clock <laughs> out. Right, right. Day, night, weekends, vacations, we're still tied to these laptops. We're trying desperately. That's probably, um, if anybody knows me personally, I just uh, get over, I guess I'm still going through battling colon cancer. I, um, I'm in remission, which is wonderful. I think everything's taken care of, but where was I going with that? I don't know. Just out Um, of the blue that, you know, that's, that's the way things happened. (laughs) And her diagnosis was one day she was fine. The next day she was in the hospital and that's the way it worked. And we, well, we had to change, we were able to be at home and change our focus and, and actually it made us more focused, yeah. more focused than ever. So, um, it's kind of gotten us in, uh, motivated to do this podcast again, cause this is our second try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, and I don't know why I got off on that already. Maybe I looked at the wrong thing, but, um, I guess another myth about life with Angie, whatever, <laughs> another, um, another myth I would say in our job is that people think that we're trying to take advantage of them right all I mean all the time businesses all the time and and don't get me wrong there are a lot of marketing agencies that do that and take advantage so you know that's been hard is yeah, trying to overcome now that everybody calls themselves an entrepreneur an internet marketer and 90 percent of them now are not even from this country and you people still give them money all the time it's you know it's definitely sullied the name of internet marketing but we try to get around that and lead with our results and help people and yep. do, do go above and beyond. That's why we created a course <laughs> to help you. Um, what are some of the challenges that we faced when we first started? Finding clients has oh, always yeah. been the challenge. It's, to this day, it's the hardest part. When we first started, I mean, there was, oh, this is a story that I always tell the kids and they really can't even fathom it. Most people can't fathom it. When we first started doing website design, which that was the first service that we offered, when the only search engine that was around was Yahoo. Yahoo. That was it. Google wasn't even a, it may have been a thought at that time. But in order to get your website on a search engine on Yahoo, you had to actually 
physically go to the category that you wanted to be in. If it was there, if not, I think you could create it or suggest it yeah, or something. It wasn't even really a search engine. It was right. a directory. Yeah, And you just went to that page and you, it said suggest a site at the bottom. So you'd suggest a site. And literally, like in our field, there was maybe, I think, one other person, maybe Liz in Granville was maybe. listed. It, there was nothing. And, I mean, that that was... Yep. That was weird, and changes. so then it would take like three to five days, something like that, for you to to get um, just indexed. Get in. and just hey, I want to be there, and they so put that you was on a that challenge. Page. That was a challenge, but definitely finding, getting businesses to decide that this was something that they needed to do. That, that far this ago, was they thought step. it was a fad. I had it. I actually had. I had a dealer. Um, it was called Indian Mound Pontiac at that time, Pontiac Mazda doesn't exist anymore doesn't exist but i spent two two full years going after that dealer yeah i did in the beginning i tried to get them as a client for two years finally got him to give me a chance and the whole time the um the guy that ran it what do they call him the owner Owner? yeah Yeah, owner. owner He kept saying, oh, this is just a fad. It's never going to stay. And um, thank you to Jim Miller, who was the one that um, got us in there, really, and got our foot in the door and helped us stay there for, and we had him for quite a while yep. before the big, the... Um, the crash. The big, well, that, and then the big um, cars.com and yeah, places cars. like that came Cars.com, hmm. Auto Trader, they came in and just like the big guys. That's what happens now that big, you know, back then they were the big tech in the car industry and they come in and they take out the small guys and, you know, we're still standing. We've pivoted and that's what we're trying to do with small businesses now, you know, trying to get those local businesses that help their communities to pivot when you have to and keep going. So are there any resources that helped us get to where we are now? I mean, we've got basically a shit ton of resources. Resources are just if online. You'd, if you'd look at our, um, if you'd look at this, um, what is that? Shelf. Our shelving system over here, you'd see like 50 books. Books. <laughs> Read, we Podcasts videos, are podcasts. what I learned from. Webinars. Um, I'm in Facebook groups now. It's pretty much all I do is listen to business and marketing podcasts and follow mentors yep. and salespeople and take you know, they're professors. I'm the student. I take as much from them as I can and then try to pass it on to the people I try to help. And honestly, our, you know, that's one thing, you know, our kids did not, um, our kids did not go to college at Chase. Let me say that again. Chase went for about a year and a half and then Blake decided he wanted to do what we do. And Emmy is deciding we believe to do what we do, but, um, God, I lost my train of thought again. Well, I'm not going to help you out. Uh, I can't believe I lost Resources. My I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. We, you know, all the courses that he's taken, um, numerous courses. I bet we've spent thousands on that, and, you know, the kids have had access to that. Yep. So, today, you know, kids I, can do I've this. I've spent way more on my education than I did for my college and my tech schools and my kids' college, what they, you know, what they went it's probably six figures total. Well, you know, it's, it's a lot, but all of that is available for free online. You just can't, it's hard to find and it's hard to track down. That's why 
we buy courses that have everything in a line. And that's why we make courses to get all that information in one and only give the parts that you need. So along that line, then, who would you say is your mentor? I would say the, these kind of people are our mentors. I so follow who's your a lot. Favorite? Um, the one I've been following the most for the longest is probably James Shramko. Oh, That's yeah. who started me in SEO, internet marketing. Um, I can't think of anybody before him. He's Australian. He's still around. Um, I still listen to things that he teaches uh, Ryan Stuman is another one that I've been yeah. following for years. I was in a little course of him. I'm not in his courses right now or in any of his programs, but he's blowing up still. He just yep. keeps growing and growing. Um, and then I listen to all the marketing guys, you know, Gary V, Grant Cardone, Bradley, Dan Kennedy is, yep. is the newest one that we're in, but he's the oldest Russell one. Brunson. Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels, even though we kind of compete against him. Gary V, we love but, you know, Dan Kennedy is like the OG marketing guy that's been around forever that I've got into a little bit, but we just recently we've gotten into a lot more. And, you know, he is just, you know, it's his stuff from 40 years ago still works today. When you put it online, it's, it's still the same thing, which makes me think that at 20 more years, what we're teaching is still going to be working. Oh, I 100% believe so what do you wish everybody understood about our business? I guess what makes what makes us unique? Ourselves, it's that we are... We're a family we're business. We're a family business. We're a husband and wife team yep. that have been doing small local business, and that's it. And we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> it's been close. This is how close we work together most of the time until recently, but... You know, the fam is our jam. Yeah. We love small businesses. We love going to eat at a mom and pop rather than going to a chain. You know, it's hard to shop anywhere that's not a chain anymore, but those big box stores are going to kill America. And that's, you know, politics aside, it's just they're eating up the world. And I don't want that to happen. So we're trying to keep the small guy relevant mm-hmm. and help them stay relevant. If you, if you just sit back and do nothing, you're just going to get eaten up. And we, you, you know, we are an agency. I mean, we have agency clients that we love and we take care of them, big agency or big clients. But um, we've just, we've kind of switched to, you know, how can we help the small businesses across the country, you know, those close to home and across the country how can we help them do the same thing that we do for the yep. for the big companies? I mean, m- most businesses out there don't have the deep pockets that the dentists and the um, eye doctors and the We've podiatrists have. A way of running ads to a website that captures leads. That you know, the whole thing that we do, we do for our clients at a decent price because you know we have the experience and and the expertise in doing it and getting results and, and the raw results are good enough that they stay for years. A lot of, most of the times we are teaching the same thing to businesses that just can't afford that yep. businesses that can't afford not to do something or they're going to go out of business. So we want to widen our impact by helping more people. Yep. So Pat, have you ever thought about giving up? <laughs> About 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Daily. 
Yeah, but I mean, if anyone else has been around for, you know, what they're, well, I know lately in the past two years, that's, that's been huge for most people and for a lot of our agency clients, it, that was huge. But we've been through as a business, I would say some major, major things, you know, when 9-11 hit, that was a major impact for us. We went from and like 18 dealers and we went to half like in Overnight, a month. Practically, yeah. Um, we knew it was going to happen once that hit and every, you know, nobody was buying anything. Nobody did anything. Mm -mm. Nobody did anything. Nobody, nobody bought anything. So it just was pure panic across the country. Housing crisis, when everything crashed, yeah. everybody stopped spending money and just almost daily people would call and cancel, just say they're not, they're going to sit back and wait. Yep. And, you know, 2020, same, oh. same thing happened. And, you know, we're still digging out of that. We still, you know, we saved a lot. A lot stuck with us a long time. We got more, you know, hopefully it keeps going like that. But, you know, there's been a lot of times when we're like, holy shit. It, uh, it, that's where I think it's going to be interesting talking to a lot of these businesses. I mean, they're all survivors. All of you are survivors who still have a business now after, after the past couple of years that we've had. So I can remember, I don't remember who said it, but it was, you found it and it was somebody that said, no matter what, keep the doors open. You remember who said that to you? I don't remember. Somebody said that. Are you kidding? A, Do I remember no. things like that? <laughs> but you know, that's always stuck with us. You 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 do whatever you can do to keep the doors open until yeah. you come around. And, you know, my mentor, Ryan Stuman always talks about the force of average. You know, once you're too high, something's going to try to bring you back down to, to level. So you want to keep fighting, try to keep that force of average at bay and keep trucking on. Yep. Yep. And that's probably going to be a common theme as we get through some of these stories. But it'll be interesting. And, and there again, you know, not only how how businesses got started is going to be interesting, but it's, you know, how did they cope? You know, what are the things that businesses did to, you know, to change direction and to uh, accommodate what was going on right. and to make money? That will be interesting. I mean, for us, we had to switch things around with what we were doing for our agency clients because... They were dentists and podiatrists. and No, even before that, we were all website design, and then SEO started becoming a thing, and that became my thing. And then, yeah. you know, there were there were ads, Google ads, and then came Facebook ads, and, you know, now you can advertise on YouTube, and there's lead generation. It's, it's constantly. Instagram. Instagram, you know, things change, and they're going to keep changing, and that's one of the cool things about what we do, but it's also gets really old when you got to keep learning stuff. Yeah. It does, but it keeps, you know, it keeps the brain oh, going, so that's not a bad thing. What advice would you give to someone who was um, starting a business in our in our type of business? You know, what if someone came to us and said, "Hey, you know, I want to do, I want to do what you guys do. How do I get started doing this?" Well, I mean, we've done this with our kids. That's the way they started. We said, you know, here we had information available to us, but it's available Google. How do you? build a website. How do you run Google ads? How do you run Facebook ads? You can find it all for free and then offer to do it for free. You know, get oh, somebody. Yeah, like I did in the beginning. That's the way we did it. Um, that's the way lots of internet marketers still to this day do it. It's just find somebody that you know, if you can and say, Hey, I'm trying to learn this. Let me do it for you for free. You pay for the ads and, you know, try to knock it out of the park. 
I would say though, the one piece of advice I can give on this, and we know this and our kids are learning this too, don't do too many for free right. or for very low price because you honestly, nine times out of 10, you will, you can get take advantage, yep. taken advantage of. And it's a lot more work with people like that. It's good to build your portfolio. Like say if you're watching this and you're wanting to, to start doing website design for people, um, which you can still charge people. I mean, I know a lot of people think, well, there's Wix and there's uh, Squarespace and all these different builders. You can still charge. If you're good at doing that, if you have an eye for design, you can still charge people to set up those websites for them or, or like Shopify and stuff like that. Like what we do, you can still charge. But and don't cut yourself short on it. do not have a website to this yeah. day. Oh. And it's getting annoying. Yeah. You know, everybody th there's a lot of people that think that Facebook can be their website, and it can until Facebook shuts you, shuts down. you down. Oh, you know, that's another thing that happened. Yeah. We got shut. You got shut down. That was Someone crazy. Someone stole my account and spent 15 grand off my credit card advertising for some fly catcher from Vietnam. So if you don't it have took me three months to get it back, if you don't have two factor authentication and, yep. and, and some yep. on your social media accounts, do it now. And think, like we said, things are changing. Facebook is on the downside. It's still massive, but they don't show your Facebook page. So you have to advertise. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's more into our core stuff. Where we're talking yeah. about what we sell, but that is why we preach have a website that you own and control and then use Facebook and everything else to point to it because Facebook's not what it used to be. No. Nope. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. So, I mean, I cannot believe we're like to the end of this already. Of Almost the questions 30 today. minutes in. That's not bad. That's not bad. Hopefully somebody Usually we go like on and on and on and on. <laughs> you go on and on and on and on. So that's good. So if someone's looking to do anything with us or if, you know, if you know of a business, if you yourself are a business or you know of a business that has a unique story, um, something that you think everybody would love to hear about, um, definitely comment below. You know, if you're on YouTube, comment. If you're watching this on, on Facebook, comment below. Um, and there's multiple ways to get in touch with it. We're here with to help. us. Ask us. If you need help with your business, just ask us. We will, yep. at the very least, point you in the right direction. Yep. Most likely, we can help you. Yep. All right. So, I would say episode, episode one. Episode one's a wrap. The is pilot done. is in the can. Now we got to uh, get everything fixed up and get this out so we obviously did if you're hearing me right now we thank you for listening and we really we really look forward to the rest of them we got to come up with an outro this is day one hopefully they get better from here it always sucks the first one and that's another that's another um tip tip advice is just do it put it mm -hmm. out there we we weren't really ready i was just finishing setting up the studio like, do it let's just do it. and it was like we got the mic set, and when I said, let's go, push record, and we're going. So it'll get better. Yep. Or it'll get worse. Who knows? <laughs> so, Thanks. Thanks for watching and listening. Have a great day, and keep the local vibe alive. Peace out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Local Vibes Podcast. 
brought to you by Ultimate Online Marketing, where we help small business owners like you build the ultimate system that generates more leads, phone calls, and most importantly, more customers. More customers. Join our group by going to ultimateonlinemarketing.com slash group. There, you'll find live discussions, tips, podcasts, videos, and just plain real talk on how you too can be an ultimate online business. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.